three, two, one, ghost. Welcome back, everyone, to three, two, one, ghost. I'm your host, the Wicked Witch of the West Coast, Natalie. Yeah, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? <laughs> and with me is that very loud friend of mine, Kyle. Hey, How's what's it up? going? Hey, your other host with a silent G. That's how you can tell the difference. <laughs> it's going it's going okay. How are you? Oh, so good. We've made it. We've made it to the end of the year. Can you believe it? I can. I feel like 2023, maybe I'm getting ahead, has not been our best year for horror. But we've we've taken the time to to highlight the good parts. So I'm excited for that. I love just coming in cold, just being like, here, we're just going to be upfront with you. It's been a disappointing year, and but we're going to get through it. And we're going to talk about things that we like. There's a lot of, there's a lot of highlights this year. I, sure. um, so we'll, we'll, we'll definitely focus on that. Yeah. But gosh, I was thinking, I initially just knowing that we were going to be doing this episode, I, um, Man was just thinking about, okay, no, there's a bunch of great horror movies, you know, like fucking, you know, Barbarian, and you had both, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, X and Pearl, and this and this and this, and uh-huh. then I was just like, oh, fuck, every, just, every time I just kept thinking of 2022 movies, and when I started looking through a list of just everything that had been released in the last year, um, yeah, you know, I think there's a certainly, it's certainly enough to talk about, definitely. Oh, for sure. You know? I did um, the same thing. I did the same thing. I thought of like a long list of movies. And then when I actually was looking at the release dates, I was like, oh shit, that was 2022. Cause 2022 was on and popping. Like there were so many horror movies and so many good ones. So we, we started in an interesting year, but I think the fun thing about this is that you know, I, I got some some listener feedback from uh, the infamous Cousin Vinny. Cousin Vinny really likes to hear people talk negatively about movies. He doesn't like for it to be a gush fest all the time. So this is, this is his episode because we are going to shit on some movies, which we usually do a lot more praise and talk about movies that we love. But we're also going to talk about movies that we didn't love. Yeah, I think so. It's going to be, I think, you know, look. Are we gonna talk shit? No, of course not. We're here. We're here to lend just a, a thoughtful. Okay, all right. Then never mind. <laughs> yeah, I am. I've got. I've got some shit to talk. But of course, in true bonus episode fashion, I do have rules for each part of this, and Kyle will be following all of the rules. He's been given the rules ahead of time, but I will go over them as we go through each section for all of you who are listening. But before we jump into that, I do want to give space for some video game talk because we tend to bring that up a lot, you know, over the episodes. I unfortunately have not played any this year. So this is all you, Kyle. And I know you let me borrow the quarry, but I have not cracked it open yet. Also not 2023, but it is a, it's a, it is a <laughs> Shit, banner. Though. You're right. Yeah. I want to say this last year, maybe even the year before, but yeah, you know, this year's been pretty popping though for horror video games. I mean, you start off pretty hot with, okay, look, I get it. A lot of remakes. It's been happening a lot in video games, but dang, the good I'm ones are it. just 
they're just so real so fucking good you've got dead space which is probably gosh one of my favorite third person horror games did you play the original I played the original, but I haven't played the remake. I found that game very scary and hard. Yeah. Like I thought, I thought the gameplay was actually pretty difficult. It's tough, you know. It's tougher than I remember, but yeah, fuck, that started off real hot in January. And then you've got the Resident Evil Four remake. Um, mm. That shit, ah, ah, Chef's Kiss. Because I mean, the original Resident Evil Four, right? Fucking true ass fucking classic. A perfect game. I love that game. That's another one I need to play the remake of too it's so much fun um and then you know you've got like you know some smaller titles you got new amnesia i don't know if you ever played the amnesia games which are fucking great no. uh sons of the forest that's a sequel it's about you know a bunch of cannibals it's pretty Perfect. fun just just survive oh, don't sounds, sounds super um, fun. but dang i feel like i brought it up before mm-hmm. hands which is fucking head above shoulders video game horror video game of the year alan wake 2 i will talk about that shit till the end of fucking time um it actually starred on who is in a movie that i have in another category oh, that really? comes out or hmm. that that I, i'm gonna watch so i don't know you just you just fucking dial me up and i will talk up that fucking game <laughs> all up and up and you know up and down if you love uh twilight zone if you love twin peaks yeah if you love first season of true detective if you mm. just like this real just just fucked up shit weird shit also with a fucking killer metal soundtrack i'm gonna say the soundtrack to that game is also my album of the year uh (laughs) fuck i might even say it almost qualifies as my movie of the year that shit's so fucking good it is a cinematic treasure the first alan wake i haven't played the second one yet but the first one like that's one of the best storylines for a video game that i've ever encountered i feel like it would make a really fun movie but as we've talked about before every time we watch you know a a video game adapted into a film it doesn't always land because either it's too similar or we've decided to just go off the rails like resident evil so i i wonder if anyone would ever make a film about alan wake It'd be dope. I'd watch it. Though, you know, just, ah, yeah, it's just the video game format. It's so beautiful. I yeah, love it. And so also, fun. I argue that video horror video games are scarier than horror movies, right? Because you're actually, like, you are, like, a part of the action, you know? So, and then also, you know, things that are horror adjacent, like, you know, we always celebrate a new Mortal Kombat coming out. That's on my Christmas list, though. So let's fingers fingers crossed. <laughs> I'll report back and let you. Oh, all you know. didn't play? Okay, I played Mortal Kombat, and I I would not consider it horror, but the gore in that game is always so fun. It's so over the top, and so I mean, I don't want to say unnecessary because I love it, but um, I I would highly recommend the the new Mortal Kombat Mortal Kombat One love it yeah so that's all i got i just i was just like i don't i just didn't think i could get through the year without shoehorning alan wake too in some 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 fashion so oh yeah we we had to make sure it came up so okay going from from a category that we bring up kind of often considering this is a a podcast about movies um now to a category we don't talk about often books did you read any We'll say spooky books. It can't be just any book. Oh, geez. Uh, don't look. You're putting me on the spot here. 
<laughs> Look. <laughs> That's a no. I've been afforded a lot of extra time in my life in the recent months, and I'm working to transition to a a more self-care oriented situation. And, you know, I read, I read a lot of, you know, I read a lot of sports articles. Does that count? No, it does not. Although that does I, sound scary to me. I can tell you the the saga of the Shohei Otani off season, you know, I've, I've, I'm sure I've read thousands of tens of thousands of words on that. So I'm going to say that counts. Okay. Um, I think I, I brought this up. I don't remember which episode. Oh, in our Candyman episode that I had, um, acquired Clive Barker's Hellbound Heart. I'm going to admit everyone, the exact same page that I referenced in that episode is where we're at now. I have not continued the book. I, I want to say that like, I'm going to read more in 2024, but that's a fucking lie. Like straight up, like it's not going to happen. We're not readers um, for the most part. Like I read other things too, but I don't typically read fiction. Um, So, so I guess that's our, our book category. Um, And you know what? I'm fine with that. Also, you know, we've been adjusting to doing this podcast so the amount of movies that we've watched for this and like packing in movies that we just want to watch for fun, I think that has been, that's been the strangest balance for me is, is like when I'm watching for enjoyment, when I'm watching, you know, for this, which is still in, you know, enjoying, but in, in a different way. I am comfortable agreeing that the time that we spend on this podcast we probably would have would have spent reading. <laughs> so there That's we go. Not we can true. move on. Good uh <laughs> good uh good year for books. What's next? Okay. Okay, something that we actually do do is watch TV. So we're gonna start with television because I think it's a quicker category, or at least it is for me. I definitely watch more movies than television. So the rules for us sharing our favorite TV series. I only had us pick two. And to be honest, that's because I only had two. Um, but Kyle, if you have any honorable mentions, you can definitely throw them in there. Um, so we're each going to pick two television shows. And because we enjoyed these shows and we want to encourage others to watch them, we are not going to spoil them. So that's the rules for the TV series. No spoilers. Um, and yeah, I'll let you start, Kyle. Oh yeah, um, I'm gonna start off off the top by saying how much I love what we do in the shadows. It wow. is such a fun TV show. It elevates. I'll be honest, like so the movie is great, but the show really, I I think, uh, takes a life of its own. And uh, I mean, I I just really think just elevates it in almost every single been- way. How long has it been running? It's been a while it's about, now, right? Yeah, it's about five years now. And they also just announced that the next year is going to be the last one. So mm. y'all, I think six seasons of a comedy is a very uh, digestible situation. Yeah. And I just, you know, I, I am n- not at all uh, a stranger in this camp, but or alone in this camp rather, but Matt Berry's line deliveries on that show. It's it's the greatest thing. It's like poetry. It's so good. He's he's incredible. The whole cast is awesome. Um Harvey Guillen's really good. He's also in that one werewolf comedy with Sam Richardson and then a bunch of other stuff. But um, 
Yeah, just just fuck yeah. And the cameos are always um I'd say nine out of ten always really fun. So oh, they, they do a lot of cameos. Yeah, but I can't spoil it. No, no, don't spoil it. Um I would say that shows on FX, right? Yes. Okay. I still have not watched it, and I know you've told me a million times to watch it. I will get to it. I promise I will. All right. So what do you got? Okay. Um, I think my first one is going to be pretty obvious for both of us. Um, I, of course, chose the Chucky television series. I will say this third season was, I mean, it's only half half a season, um, but it was not as much of a high as the first season and second season, but I still highly recommend it for anyone who loves the Child's Play movies or Chucky and especially the later installments that get a little bit more like wonky and silly. I think that it's definitely a show for you. And I would, I, I know a couple people listening, watch it, but um, I would, I would highly recommend it. And anytime I can bring up Devin Sawa, I'm going to do it. And yeah. he's so great. He's so great in it. Um, that and I show just love, is it's so over the top. Yeah, it's really fun. I, um, gosh, for a horror series or any series, like to maintain continuity through however many movies and seasons of a TV show over the span of 35 fucking years, right? It was in 88, the first one. Yeah. Um, it is still waiting for Chris Sarandon to make her make a comeback. Oh, we need it, or Catherine Hicks, both really. Come on, let's yeah. let's let's make it happen. But it it's just so. I could I could watch that fucking doll do anything. I love anything. it. I love yeah. I I don't get and I know there was that remake that came out a few years back. And you know, gosh, if you're gonna replace Brad Dwarf with anybody, hey, Mark Hamill, fucking <laughs> try, you know, that was a way to like get the fucking internet nerds to back down a little bit. But yeah, yeah. The not a lot of stuff is sacred to me. Not a lot of, I'm just like, oh, you know, fucking anyone's fucking bat. I don't care who the fuck Batman is or I don't care yeah. fucking this and this and this and that. I, I don't, if someone's rebooting or remaking something, I don't care. I, but man, I really love just Brad Dourif as Chucky and the 35 years that he has played him just to a fucking T just perfectly. I really, um, and then just with ever since Jennifer Tilly, who's now been, a part of it for 25 years now yeah. is yeah. I just I love all she of just them gets I better. Can just, yeah and I don't care how dumb the plot lines get and yeah haven't yet but like gosh it's yeah no I hear you I just didn't want to I didn't put that because I knew well actually it's it's on a couple of my I knew you'd bring it up and it's and I just wanted to share it's so good so I feel like I feel like I kind of co-opted that one with you so yeah apologies. I also feel like Chucky hasn't really come up a lot in conversation through the episodes that we've done so far and I like you know he's kind of popped up a little bit on the Instagram but I um I want to make it very clear that we absolutely love that franchise and we will get to it um just not at at our own pace um but yeah we we love chucky and i i would love to see him pop back up on the big screen honestly i i would love to see a movie in a theater like the last one we saw was seed of chucky and that that, that, that was, was the last one 20 years ago 
Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, two thousand. Yeah, uh, two thousand four. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's been long enough. I don't know if it will happen, but either way, Don Mancini just keep doing it. Brad Dourif has been Chucky almost as long as we've been alive. So that's wild. Yeah. Um. Okay. What's your What's your second pick? Okay. I am going to say so. I've got a fun honorable mention, and then I'm going to bring up my fun honorable mention first. Oh, and okay. Just already ruining the order, everyone. We're literally on the first part. It's fine. I know. I'll be fine. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I told I, I, you said I would follow the rules. I never said out loud I would follow these rules. That's um, actually true. Yeah. So <laughs> just because it comes on every single year, y'all, I just always got to shout out Halloween Wars if you haven't seen it. I, I have the. I don't even know what I, that is. I have such an insatiable appetite for. Family Feud, um, <laughs> as well as Halloween-themed cooking shows, and especially cooking competitions, if there is one. Mm. And Halloween Wars, it's been going on for fucking ever now, but it is. You've got your sugar artist. You've got your, I can't believe I'm talking about this. you got your baker, and then you've got your <laughs> pumpkin carver, right, who does some serious shit with pumpkins. That sounds fun. you've got to make spooky, you know, things with scary accoutrements and fucking it's all <laughs> over the place it's it's so good my celebrity you've told me about this before i'm sure i have my my celebrity girlfriend shinman lee um is the is the cake expert and, and judge one of the judge shout out to Artie too but uh <laughs> it's it's so good i love it i could watch that shit on repeat constantly so that's my honorable mention so where just wanted... where can you find halloween wars now it's on max which is awesome it used to be a separate like discover like food network streaming situation but i could watch this shit forever there is a christmas one that i'm trying out right now that that's been going on just as long but i never watch because i just don't really care about christmas yeah yeah yeah. i'll i'll give that a shot then okay i'm i'm logged into uh a good friend of ours uh max account so i'll (laughs) definitely check that out um i forgot to mention chucky is on the sci-fi network but can also be found on peacock peacock yeah usually um and then i think my but my my official second sorry i guess i sneak these in um my official second is i think an easy one um follow the house of usher um on netflix i thought that was really fun i like most everything mike flanagan's done um you know with same kind of you know same kind of cast um this one's based on a number of edgar Allan Poe stories kind of with a through line um you know about not even gonna say what um but yeah, each, don't spoil it i haven't seen it either each episode focuses on one of the usher children most of them do at least and um each of their stories kind of follows some a little more generous or liberal with their interpretations of Edgar Allan Poe stories, but um, it's it's really fun. I just uh, I think it might be the last thing he was doing with Netflix. You know, I know he had the um, what's it, uh, Haunting of Hill House, Bly Manor. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, I always forget the name of the one that kicks so much ass, but the about the fucking uh, vampires oh, on that the island. island. Um, yeah that's really good and then now there's some I'm others. forgetting it but you have you just had like a yeah just a fucking really good cast you know a lot of like the returning characters you know um carla uh, gugino gugino um 
is really strong in that. And then you also have like fucking newcomers to uh, those shows like Mark Hamill, who is, you know. That's fun. Look, hey, just like I said earlier, Again. everyone's everyone's just going to smile a little bit when you see Mark Hamill or hear yeah. Mark Hamill. So look, it's he's great. And then also Mary McDonald, who mm. I I like a lot of men my age like really uh had really was into Battlestar Galactica that remake <laughs> when it came out in the early 2000s and you know she's she you know Rosalind's my president you know so that's it's always great to see her and then just yeah her her whole vibe is is really fun in that show so I just think it's uh and again you know you can just stream that shit easy but it's fun. Yeah, because that's on Netflix. I have not watched that yet either. I have watched all the other ones for um, Mike Flanagan. I I do like him as well. I He's actually a really good example because I know I talk a lot of shit on like dramatic horror. He balances it really well for me. Like I feel like he hits emotional beats that make me like literally have made me cry um oh my gosh especially Bly Manor wow wow the end of that had me like sobbing um and I'm a I'm a crier that's why I like horror because it to me is not like as emotional but um yeah I think he really balances scary with emotional really well and makes you attach to characters so quickly and intensely like I really I really think he does a good job of that yeah, I agree. And I, I can't think of, I can't think of the one with the the island either. Why am I forgetting what that one is called? We'll have to look into it. Okay, my second pick, which I'm assuming you didn't put because you guessed that I would. Um, Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass. Yes, that's what it was. I loved Midnight Mass too. That made me cry as well. I think they all have, honestly. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're intense. Um, okay, my second pick is Shining Veil. Vale, Love it. Which it's such a fun show, but also super sad that they just announced like two days ago that it's canceled. So it got two seasons, no ending. Um, it left, it ended pretty open-ended, which is kind of disappointing, but obviously we love Courtney Cox. Um, love, love, love her. She's so great. Um, and Greg Kinnear, someone needs to give Greg Kinnear an award for his performance in that show. I think he is so fucking hilarious and adorable and fun as Terry, like Terry Phelps is one of the best characters I think ever written, um, if you've not seen Shining Veil, you probably have a pretty short window to watch it because they're also taking it off streaming. It was on AMC Plus. Um, but yeah, it's uh pretty much a story of a family moving into a home that may or may not be haunted. Maybe it's haunted, maybe she's kind of, you know, seeing things, having hallucinations. You don't really know. Um, but it does it, it it's haunted. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, outside of Courtney Cox and Greg Kinnear, I mean, you've got some, you got some fucking heavy hitters, right? Mm-hmm. You got Mira Sorvino, you got oh, Judith God, Light, her. you've mm-hmm. got Sherilyn Fenn. It's you've got some fucking winners. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, everybody. Uh, as of this recording, and I'm assuming that you're, you know, like most people are listening to this the moment it comes out. Y'all have two <laughs> days, by the way. Oh no. 
from the 29th. Yeah. That's shit. Which is um, which is today. So yes, it's of course today. Time. Um wow. Okay, so then they're definitely they're just starting the new year without it. That is so I'm sorry. I'm fucked up infuriated about this. Like I can't stress enough how much I was even three seasons like would have been probably enough to wrap up the story. There's just so many unanswered questions. If only you had, um, I don't know, some sort of platform to talk about spooky things and right. And how they need to be preserved. I don't know. I know we, we might need to talk about shining veil at some point, but now I don't know how anyone would watch it. Yeah, that's true. We will just describe it to everybody. We're going to describe from just memory, walk through the episodes from our memory of them. And then, <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it's going to be just as good. Don't worry. Yeah. It'll be very entertaining. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay. Did you have any other honorable mentions? No, no, I don't think so. Those were, you know, and, and there's, there's, you know, I mean, there's a few that I just haven't watched, you know, like kind of, you know, referencing video games, you know, like I didn't, I didn't watch the last of us. I haven't watched that yet. So admittedly so. And then, you know, I've said on this podcast, I don't fuck with zombies. I don't care. So anything walking dead related, I don't care. So yeah. I'm good. Um, I think that's all I, all I got right now. Yeah. I think the only one that I had on my list that was specifically from this year is the fall of the house of usher. Um, and then I do still want to watch what we do in the shadows, but I don't know if we, I mean, it, it was on this year, so it counts. It counts. Um, okay. Part two, favorite movies of 2023. So slightly different rules for this one. Follow me, everyone. Here we go. We each picked three favorites. I did not put them in any specific order. I don't know if Kyle did. Um, but we each picked three favorites and then we picked a few backups because there's a chance that we'll overlap. So rather than like our last bonus episode, where if we overlapped, we just kind of canceled them out. I wanted us to have an opportunity to talk about more movies. So if we overlap, then we can choose one of our backups, which I think we will. Um, same situation. We're sticking to no spoilers for our favorite movies, because again, if we love it, we want you to watch it. We want you to love it. So I will let you start, Kyle. Okay. I am going to start with my, might be my favorite, my favorite mm. of the year. Um, and that's going to be Totally Killer. Oh, you put that in your favorite slot? Yeah. I had, um, it's, I don't have her name in front of me, but she was in Mad Men. She was John Hamm's daughter. And then she was also in that, um, the Sabrina, the Teenage Witch show that was on uh, Netflix, uh, like Kiernan, Kiernan. She Shipka. has a very unique name. Yeah. And um, I, she, and she really carries that movie. It's super fun. I love, yeah. I love a good horror comedy. I also really love when, you know i love slashers and when they take some sort of twist on it and and mm-hmm. and hey you know what it can be time travel because i've seen it in plenty of movies it can we be love time travel it can be body swaps it can be you know a groundhog love a day situation oh, love a good body swap yeah. um and i think this one was just really good and i don't think it was too hidden like hitting like over your head too much with the 80s-ness of it but 
it was a perfect balance I think really yeah I just thought it was super fun and just like really has some good really good <laughs> just really good um kind of like through line jokes and uh a really fun I don't know. I just think with with comedies and horror and horror comedies, it's really hard mm-hmm. to stick the landing. But fuck, I, yeah. I really I really think they do. I that's my uh, that's my take. I'm gonna step out on that ledge. I think um, yeah, it's it's just I don't know. I just love the whole vibe of it. I thought it was really fun. Um, yeah, I hope I'm it's just... getting the attention that it deserves because I feel like Amazon originals are really dicey. So. I think a lot of things can get lost in the shuffle for Amazon, but I will say I also have totally killer in my top three for the year. I just watched it last week and only once. So a bold statement maybe, but like, I definitely will. Re- re- what am I saying? I will definitely rewatch it for sure. Um, I, I just thought it was so much fun. I think every joke landed for me. Like I, I thought it was really great. And I loved, I loved everybody on the cast. I thought they were all really funny. I thought that they acted it out really well. Like I, I thought it was great. Could always use more Lachlan Monroe, of course, always. but mm-hmm. you know, Hey, w- what can you do? He's a, he's a busy man. Um, I actually thought but he yeah. could have been in it more. Well, oh, that's what I, that's why I said. I can always use more. Oh, I just thought now. you meant in movies in general. <laughs> both. Well, yeah, both. But yeah, you know, I think you have. And then also, you know, uh, you know, Julie Bowen, of course, who one of my early crushes from Happy Gilmore. Oh, shit. Yeah. Green. I mean, yeah, I think I was... probably most people know Modern Family now, but I. I yeah. For yeah, me, it'll but... always be Happy Gilmore and 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 star of Hubie Halloween, which is also oh, a fucking shit. super kick ass yes. movie. We'll cover one day. I want to. Yeah, we might. We we might need to talk about that one day. I feel like it has a lot of mixed, mixed response to it, but I I do think it's fun. Yeah. Um. Okay. There you go. We already had one one that aligned. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna pick an obvious one here that I think will be in your in your top. I'm gonna go for Scream Six. Honestly, it feels like so long ago that we watched it that I kind of forgot it was this year. Right. No kidding. Yeah. That was earlier in the year. Um, it, yeah. T- t- you know, talk about it. What do you, what do you love about it? I, I love so many things about it. And I know there's a lot going on with the Scream franchise and we can circle back to that at the end when we talk about next year. But um, I think Radio Silence did a really good job of capturing the essence of scream while still keeping it fresh i i just i love the scream franchise i go into it you know how i i normally talk about high expectations and high praise usually turn me off to a movie or make me hypercritical when i go in to see a scream movie i literally just take all expectations away and just am there for the ride and we saw this together and it was our first Scream movie that we had seen in theaters together. So that was really exciting too. Can you believe it? That's what happens when you keep putting 11 year gaps between movies like they did <laughs> with uh, three and four yeah. and four and five. Um, yeah. It's so good though. I really, I really think it's fun. I mean, it's not a perfect movie, um, but I, I really enjoyed it. I think the kills are fun. I think it has a really good amount of like brutality in it. I think a lot of reviews said they thought it was like the most gory and maybe it is. I don't, 
I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was great fun. Five goes kind of hard in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it's funny. It is not in my three here. Wow, you're surprising me this evening. Which is funny because I do after a few many beers before the movie, there was a point where I'm sure I turned to you and said, I think this is the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. Um, it did. was, <laughs> it was when Courtney Cox, you know, she's a part of it. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. There's a, there's a situation. I mean, I do think also it's like, you know, that I'd love to get to a point where we can stop referencing the like first movie, you know, I, I, yeah. I mean, of course this one doesn't do it as much as say like the fifth one. I don't want to spoil that one much either, but you know, I, I'm curious to see, well, now I'm super curious to see where it goes now that yeah, shit, they're probably, I don't even know what they're doing. Um, I have no now idea. That, I don't that whole stupid fucking thing. We're, we're, we're pro Melissa Barrera fans here. We're, we're, we're definitely on her side here. We are. We'll, we'll get to that. I, I'm going to leave space for that at the end because scream is, is going to be a big part of, of 2024 for the podcast. But, um, yeah, we're definitely pro Melissa Barrera. So know that. Um, and also honestly, I was not the, I wasn't like anti Melissa in the fifth one. I was just kind of like, she's fine. Um, but in this, in the sixth one, I think she was fucking amazing. I really enjoyed the character of Sam and I think her performance, like she really leaned into it. Like she really, I feel like she created a real personality and just, just everything about Sam felt real to me and like actually felt good where to the point where I was like, who needs Jenna Ortega? Like she's, she's like, has all this hype around her. And I'm like, she's, she's killing it. Melissa Barrera is killing it. So pun intended. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed scream six and I'm sure my love for the franchise is probably like putting it above other movies that, you know, could be in that spot, but that's what I'm picking. That's great. Let's see. I'm going to counter with something that I'm not sure if you've seen came out earlier this year called There's Something Wrong with the Children. Oh, no, I didn't see that one. I don't even have that on my list of things to watch. Should I? I think it's fun. I like it. I certainly like an evil child situation mm. when there's multiple evil children commuting evil situation. Is it wait, is it more serious or is it like a horror comedy? It's serious. Okay. Yeah. You know, I know nothing at, about it. I've been trying not to watch trailers after what happened to me this year. Yeah, it's sorry. I, I think it's a lot of fun. I know reviews are kind of mixed. I think, you know, the idea of what the movie wants to do, I think, is still really strong. And I think the performances are really good. It's just hard to, oh man, child actors, you know, but I, I, I think these, <laughs> these two are okay from, you know, from what I remember. And, you know, it stars one of the dudes from uh, who's in a few of those Mike Flanagan shows, um, Amanda Crew, who's in a few other things, too. Yeah, it's it's pretty tense and gets pretty violent. And I think it's yeah. I, and again, I don't know. I just I just have a lot of fun with it. And I, I would definitely want to I definitely recommend it. I think to most people it's it's a good, um, you know, it doesn't get too weird. Um. OK, my second on the list 
maybe we'll overlap on this one. This is this was very unexpected. I'm going to put Saw X as one of my favorites. And you know what? I've missed the last five. <laughs> I haven't watched the last like five movies. It's an honorable mention for me. And yeah, no, I haven't seen a Saw since. <laughs> I barely remember parts of Saw 3. Mm. And I've seen the first two. And then I haven't seen anything since. And But then I, and then I went and saw this one. I want to say I've watched up to five. Didn't watch any of the ones in between. But I had heard that this took place between... It's taking place between the first Saw movie narratively and the second Saw movie. And because of that, I knew I remembered the first two enough that I could jump into this. I saw it by myself, which was an extra treat because I was very focused on it. And also I had a really good audience around me. It was a bunch of like young girls who clearly did not know what they were getting into, like gore level wise, like it had been a while since I've seen a Saw movie and wow, wow. If you like gore that actually makes you kind of like clench your fist or like like squeal almost, it's it's intense. But it also kind of, it tells you more about Jigsaw and like shows you more about him to the point where like you're kind of rooting for him in this film. Like I won't, I won't spoil much, but... I didn't watch a trailer for this, so I knew nothing going into it. If you haven't watched a trailer, don't. Just watch it. It's like two hours long, isn't it? It's pretty long. I think so. Yeah. It's it's a long movie. I think it's awesome. I'm, I'm glad I saw it in the theater. I agree. That one was probably, if I could say, like my unexpected surprise of the year, I think it yes. would be that movie. Um, it is, interestingly enough, and I think intentionally the funniest Saw movie because it has it really some parts is. where I'm like, I'm pretty sure they were intending for this to be a joke. So I'm la- and I'm laughing. It's a fu- it's funny, but yeah. It's, yeah. And the only, and the thing too, and I've, I've brought up Jigsaw and Santa Claus very recently and the whole <laughs> weird moral, you know, things of, you know, the, the Jeffrey Combs and would you rathers of the world, you know, uh-huh. and what kind of drew me into Saw X was that I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I would say compared to most people in these Saw movies, like I'd say these people deserve it. You know, like whatever's coming to them. Yeah, more so than a lot of the others. <laughs> Where it's like, you know, oh, Jesus, those like a, you know, those first few Saw movies. I'm, I mean, and then, oh, geez, the, just the ones I've seen. I'm like, yeah. Ooh, whoa, these are some actually like innocent people you are yeah. just killing and painting is yeah. like awful people. So get the fuck out of here, bro. But um, yeah, I thought it was fun. And then the gore, like, <laughs> Jesus, some okay. of it's real rough. But yeah. so fair warning, everybody on that. But uh, outside of that, just I feel like you can even just watch the movie. You wouldn't even need to see the first or second. I, I think it's I don't think you would either. Just a fun standalone end of the year holiday classic just put it on i think that um this movie takes place right between the first and second one but comes out 20 mm-hmm. years afterwards yeah but man they do not even pretend they're no there is Tobin no Bell... de-aging technology going on in this movie and i kind of love that they're just like who fucking cares let's who put shawnee smith in the same haircut the same makeup this last time yep. and no one's gonna care or notice and honestly i didn't so yeah it, Okay, I know I said no spoilers, and this doesn't really spoil anything of the plot of the movie, 
But I have to say, one of the best things about this movie, we may have said this before, but I need to call it out again, is he's sitting in the park with like a sketchbook, like watching people, like this cute little old man on the bench. And he's sketching jigsaw traps. Like he's sketching like death traps in the park. Like birds are chirping. It's sunny and beautiful outside. And that right there, I think, is a perfect example of like them being much more self-aware with the comedy. Like it feels it feels campy, like in, in certain places of, of the movie. Like I, I feel like they're doing a good job of delivering a little bit of camp. So I'm going to give Saw X uh, two, two thumbs up. You're just going to throw two severed thumbs on the table. Yep. <laughs> yes. Love it. Um, speaking good. speaking of the gore quotient. Um, I had a lot of fun with Evil Dead Rise, which we also Ooh. saw together. Um, That's one of my honorable mentions, her backups. It's my third favorite Evil Dead movie. Behind, you know, d- two and one are kind of 1A, 1B. I think they're both very fun. Maybe it goes one, mm-hmm. then two, then Rise, then Reboot, then Army of Darkness. I've brought up my Army of Darkness hot take. And I, now granted, again, I, I think that the, slate of movies was not as strong kind of looking back because there's a lot Mm -hmm. of unevenness unevenness with this movie um especially you know towards the end you know but i do think the movie takes a lot of swings where sam raimi didn't you know um Mm -hmm. i think it really goes goes off the rails kind of gets you there quick and yeah i just uh and and i thought you know, again, just, you know, the, the kids, I thought they were, they were great. And yeah, the acting's really good in it. Like, especially with like teenagers can be rough like that. Like they're like young teens, like young Mm -hmm. teen actors that I think are actually like playing They're They are the age that they're playing. And I think they do a great job. Yeah. The gore in that movie is really fun as if you've ever watched an evil dead movie, you know how those go. It goes pretty hard. I do like the, I like that reboot better than this one though. I would, I would put that one ahead of this one because I, I have that attachment to the cabin. Um, mm. And I like Mia, the main character in that, in that reboot. Yeah. But so, I, I agree. I think that it was really great. And for anyone who hasn't seen it, you definitely, you definitely should. It's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, now I have to pick a, now I have to pick a backup because you chose one of my, you chose totally killer. So this is so tough. Um, I have a really embarrassing one on my list, so I'll save that one as an honorable mention. I'm going to, I'm going to throw Thanksgiving into the ring as a backup, but this is why I mentioned trailers earlier Fuck trailers, especially for this movie. If you've seen the trailer, it really spoils a lot. So if you haven't seen this movie and you haven't watched the trailer, please don't. Are we talking about the trailer for this movie recently or the original trailer directed by Eli Roth that was in Grindhouse? No, 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 not that. The like the movie trailer, the recent movie trailer. It doesn't like spoil um, the killer, right? It no no not that but like you know when you see a trailer and you're like oh if they're showing these things those couldn't possibly be the best moments or worst kills 
this movie suffers from, oh, you actually did show me the best moments and the most gruesome kills. And that fucking sucks. So when I watched this and I watched it with you, I did enjoy it and I thought it was really fun, but it was very sad seeing each character and knowing like how most of them were, were going to die. Like that wasn't, that really spoiled a lot for me, but that being said, I did really enjoy it. I think it's a fun slasher. I would love to see a sequel and in the spirit of taglines, there will be no leftovers is definitely one of my favorite taglines of the year. That might be my favorite tagline of the year. I think I'm just going to award it now. I read somewhere that um, that's Patrick Dempsey's actual accent. Mm. Yes, I heard that too. Um, I was listening to the Horror Queers, shout out to them, um, and their episode on Thanksgiving, and they said that. I had no idea. Mm. Can you imagine he's had that accent like, and is just always not using his normal speaking voice when he acts ever? Do you think that oh. detracts from the McDreaminess of it all? You know, I never thought he was attractive until recently. I find him attractive as like the older he gets, but um mm. yeah, I I when he was younger, eh, whatever. Um mm. oh, I did think he was he was cute though in Enchanted. I do love Enchanted. Never saw the sequel, but the first one's fun. No, the first one's really fun. Um totally different genre of movie. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I thought I thought Thanksgiving was um was fun and it it feels like it had been a while since Eli Roth had put anything out there. Am I, wrong? I mean, I am not going to I'm gonna go ahead and say it's Eli Roth's best movie. Um mm, be- I don't think I only only because just I just it's just harder to look past just a lot of the problematic broy douchey parts about him and all of his movies. Um, so it, it is, and then they get it and they get worse and worse. I would say the second best Eli Roth movie is cabin fever and then just goes, you know, probably in sequential order after that. It's, uh, because again, it's all the same shit where it's, this is, I feel like this is the first Eli Roth movie that wasn't about a group of American, you know, liberal white people in a foreign place, whether it's the South or Eastern Europe or, you know, South America, and or i'm sorry my apologies wherever green inferno takes place um yeah i don't know where and, it actually takes place so this movie i would say arguably yeah it's, i'd say by that it's it's the one i will certainly revisit the most yeah i would say this this movie i definitely will rewatch. i know it's been it's going to have a sequel i'll watch it now i have a movie to watch you know during thanksgiving got a lot of mileage out of adam's family values Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I will say though, I think Cabin Fever, as ugh, as outdated as that movie is, it has a lot of like. I think one day we should talk about it for like all the good and all the bad. Um, but for out- how outdated that movie is, I do fucking love the body horror in that movie so much. That is my favorite Eli Roth movie. Um, and he it's such a it's so fucking annoying that he is the way he is because i do think he has a really creative mind of like what's scary and what like is 
unique in horror, but he always finds a way to make it fucking problematic. Like he will find a way to take something that doesn't need to be problematic at all and just throw the N word in there or the F word or, you know, just hostile is kind of a unique situation because I'm hoping that those guys are supposed to be shitty. But if you watch the behind the scenes of it, it's very clear that he actually is like one of those guys. And Mm -hmm. So I think he's probably the world's most annoying person, but I think he has a lot of creative genius, which is annoying to say because he really is just an annoying, he he feels like an annoying person. Like I would never want to meet him or know him if that makes sense. And I would bet a lot of people were on him about Thanksgiving and like what he could and couldn't do. Eli Roth, if you, if you ever want to hop on this podcast and, We'll certainly certainly have have you on. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk it out. I mean, he can't, he can't deny it. I think there's, there's a lot of people on our side and Hey, I said he has a lot of creative genius. So in Seattle there, it used to be called the experience music project, but now it's called the Mopop museum, the museum of pop culture, which is this weird, like gelatinous looking. Oh, we went there. Yeah, and um, that that horror exhibit in the basement. Yes, it was so fun. Very fitting. It's in the basement. Um, Mm -hmm. That is that a lot of that was curated by Eli Roth, to my understanding, Mm. as well. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's certainly super super knowledgeable in in horror, right? But Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know enough. So, I think uh, my good thing we landed where we did. My only honorable mention was Saw because. Just what a bonkers oh, fucking ride that was. Interesting. I had two others. One is the Meg 2. Love I have it. to say. Didn't see it. You don't need to see it. No one needs to see it. It is two hours long. And so is the first one. But I took my son to see it because he really wanted to, to watch it. And it's almost the same plot as the first movie. So if you've seen the first one. The second one is almost the same, except they seem more self-aware. Like, it's funny. And the end is just wild. It's not a great movie, but it is a fun watch. And if you like shark movies, it delivers on that very basic level. And Jason Statham, I recently have taken a liking to him. I know you're making the craziest face at me, but recently I'm like, okay, okay, Jason. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing's knock him. Uh, if you could all see Kyle's face when I said that. <laughs> I love um, even the bad Fast and the Furious movies that he's in. I <laughs> I watched that spinoff with him and The Rock and there's a movie called The Bank Job that I thought was pretty fun. And then of course, yeah, I don't know, some of those, those early ones that he did. Um, he just seems very aware of what type of movie he's in. Like it feels, it feels right. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's not, he's not half-assing it. Like his performance is all in. So I, I'm going to give the Meg two a shout out. And then one that I watched that I really don't know where to place. So I'm going to put it in between our two categories. I don't know if you've watched it, but I would encourage people to watch it. I'm really curious to hear what other people think. I haven't read much is um suitable flesh which uh was starring heather graham and barbara crampton is also in it and it's very on a very basic level it's a very sexual 
possession type movie. And Heather Graham, though, is excellent in it. So even if you aren't a huge fan of the movie itself, she's really fun. And Barbara Crampton is really fun in it. And the guy, I forget his name. Um, He was in the the babysitter movies. He's the the kid that's being babysat. He's also really good. Um, So if you haven't seen that, I'd say give it a watch. It's very... It was very like polarizing for me. I wasn't sure how I felt about it because in some moments I was so into it. And then in other moments, I wasn't really sure. So I'm just looking through the cast. It's got a, it's got the dude who is uh, the lead singer of the wonders in that thing you do. Oh my God. That's the other reason why everyone should watch this movie. If you have not seen him since that thing you do, which I had not Am I going to be thirsty again in this episode? Is is he doing good? He's doing real good? Jesus fucking Christ. Him without a shirt on, he is fucking ripped. And he's got to be in his 50s. He looks gorgeous. And they there are sex scenes that involve him. Mm. Yes. You know what? Watch it. Everyone should watch it just for that. He's. I think it's Jonathan Shake. I think it's how it's yeah. pronounced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He gets he gets five booze, just him. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, okay, gosh. Well, I think does that kind of lead us into I don't know. You said it was in the middle, right? Yeah, that was that, that's a nice little nice transition there. Um definitely, definitely on theme. Okay. Part three. Least favorite movies of 2023. Now, when I say that. It doesn't mean that there's nothing good about these movies, but maybe it was disappointing. You thought it was going to be great and it wasn't. Maybe it actually was just straight up terrible, but we're going to do different rules for these. So same, we pick three. We pick, I just held up two fingers. We pick three and we have backups and honorable mentions, but we can spoil these movies. So If we mention a movie and you're like, oh man, I was dying to see that. You can skip this whole part. You can skip ahead a couple minutes and see where you land. But if we're bringing up these movies, it probably means we don't care if you watch it or not. And there won't be, I would not do an episode on any of the movies that I put on my list. Um, Nah, me neither. Whereas like the ones that we put in our favorites, like it's possible one day. So I didn't want to, you know, spoil any of those so i will let you start kyle watched a lot of 2023 movies in the last couple weeks um to prep for this and i was going off ones that had you know i know you know rotten tomato very you know limited um of course but just going off like what are some good reviewed movies things that just look pretty fun and first one on my list is called don't look away um, okay. And I paid I paid that. for this one too because oh, it was not no. on a not on a streaming service, and it is about a young woman who gets involved in an automobile accident. But the person who she ran over was the driver of a truck, and this truck was containing a box. Inside this box is a mannequin, a life size mannequin. It sound that premise already sounds fantastic. So I'm really curious to hear how this goes. So this mannequin, the uh, the lore of this mannequin is that 
if you see this mannequin, this is why he was boarded up. The you do not want to mm. see this mannequin because if you do, <laughs> and then you look away, or at least according to the rules, that that will enable this mannequin to kill you in some brutal way. Even though it really broke its own rules very constantly, people were looking away constantly during this movie, and it seemed to work out just fine. But gosh, you know, don't get me wrong. Hey, look, I'm not here to use this platform to be like oh man this movie about a evil mannequin is trash because i know what i'm getting <laughs> myself into i definitely get so, it um yeah to clarify yeah i'm look i look at the mannequin okay and i continue yeah. to i continue to stare at it i look away for a second and even if i look back i'm still gonna die or is it like a situation where every time i look at it it like freezes do you get what I, I mean? Know. Yeah, that shit. Oh, kind of like a like a like one of the booze, like in Mario. Yes. Like, is it that type of situation? So if I just keep eyes on it, I'm safe. Like, even if I like look away for a second. Yeah. But again, it it really broke its own rules pretty consistently. Um, so it was, and the acting is just it, you know, it was it was real bad. We've seen some real bad situations, so but was it that it wasn't scary like so you said you didn't like the acting but was it not like like the scares weren't effective like what was it that you really didn't like about it it was just i think the acting's got to be was the not worst good part. <laughs> well yeah it was just the acting is the worst part i just think i felt like everybody nobody <laughs> I, I just don't know, you know, and and I really want to preface mm. this and I really should have prefaced this before, uh, but don't get me wrong. Even the worst movie I've, I've ever seen, I couldn't make a better movie than that. I oh, know that. for sure. I get it. Hey, you know, so y'all, y'all have an artistic ability that I do not have in that regard. But I think fuck. the other important thing is that like, it, this is totally our opinion. So if like one of these movies that we choose, and I would bet I'm going to choose a few that people like, um, if we choose a movie that you really love, I would bet there's like 10 more that we love that you fucking hate. So uh, it's, this is all our opinions and there are wonderful people in these movies that we're, that we're going to talk about, but I've never even heard about this movie. And the other rule I forgot to say, I can't believe I forgot this part. You do have to find a silver lining for each of your movies that you put on your least favorite. So what was good about Don't Look Away? Even if it was a moment. They bring some dude in at the end that like he, you know, who I think was trying to have it destroyed, this like old guy, but is like, he's, he's blind, you know, but his, his pupils mm -hmm. are like all white, you know, and he's got this kind of crazy kind of attitude. Um, and, and cause the idea, cause he knows too, it's like, dude, the second you see it, even the first time it's you're done, you know, cause how do you keep that up? So he, yeah. his whole thing, they how thought does it he count was coming for him over. He's blind. So exactly. So, and so it, they were under the impression that they were calling him over to help them. But really he was like, no, killing you is really the only way to, to stop this. But they figure <laughs> out some way that does not follow any of the rules that it sets. And, mm, and look, I watch a lot of shitty movies and I'm, well, I can suspend a lot of disbelief. It's just, uh, oh yeah, it was bad. And just a lot of the, the, the editing was also really hard. I mean, just things that were intended to be jump scares, like our, we're just, just, baffling and boring so it, oh, it's no. 
man, I just, I'm talking, I feel like I'm talking too much about this movie. No, it's okay. <laughs> so, so please uh, don't look away. Um, look away plenty. Don't even look at it <laughs> to begin with. So there you go. That's my, I'm sure some sassy reviewer, some sassy critics said that Probably already. Probably already said that. Yeah, it is good though. Um, like the, that, that was good. Not the movie. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, okay. I am going to pick one that came out fairly recently because it is a Christmas horror movie. And I know we have both seen this and it really breaks my heart to say this because Justin Long is in this movie and it might be the first Justin Long movie I've ever watched where I was like, I don't like this. Um, I do like him and his performance always, but it's a wonderful knife. It was not wonderful. I I had such high hopes for this movie because I want more Christmas horror. Like we've talked about this all month of how our list is so short and maybe we just need to try watching more. Um, like I haven't watched Silent Night, Deadly Night in a long time, but a lot of people mm. swear that that's a fun movie. So I'll give it another shot, but It's a Wonderful Knife really fell flat for me, mainly because... There were great ideas. It's a fun premise. You had Justin Long, but you are in a situation where this, nothing is scary. There's no suspense. It feels very bland. Like it, it, there's nothing landed for me. And the plot did not make sense. I was like trying to understand why. So like what act, like, so Joel McHale is the killer or the other killer yeah the alternate reality two. killer yeah but or at least you know uh, man yeah he was he was really dull in that that's a that's a bummer even though i we were we were talking about this before i think you may have been better off switching those roles joel McHale and yeah. justin long and having justin long be just yeah they can they can both play the smarmy fucking you know mayor slash business mogul greedy let's you know pave down the half the town mm-hmm. and put in a walmart kind of situation um but see justin long can play the sympathetic dad better um i agree whereas like i don't think i can sympathize i mean i don't think i could sympathize with joel McHale to the same extent that i can with justin long it's just those it's those no. eyes natalie it's they just they just bring uh, me in and i just want to i just want to love them and trust them yeah so absolutely yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, it's it's yeah, and I will say, like, I think the like the cute little romance that they've got going on is like it ends really like really adorably. Like you've got like you know your main your lead character. I don't even remember her name. Like I I remember so little about this movie, but um, you know, she ends up finding a a girl that she like falls in love with. And that's super fun. Like that was the only part of the movie that I was like, good for them. But like, even that felt like the payoff for that didn't feel like earned at all because like everything about the emotional parts just felt rushed. So it was um, just a hard to follow plot and just not scary. Yeah, which is a a big thing for me. Like, not that slashers have to be super scary, but if you're not scary, funny, or, like, clever, it it didn't check any boxes for me. So, would not recommend it. Yeah, something about 
mind control and the aurora borealis and like what the fuck yeah. like there's it was too many old. things yeah it's so dumb whole thing's dumb and then also yeah. just a boring looking killer design oh I yeah didn't, so i didn't yeah. care for the for the uh angel costume like who's gonna wear a white costume when you're a slasher the laundry bill alone just isn't economical like there's a reason why you usually wear black like or at least red and green like freddy red and green brown pants you know so it's the blood soaks into that nicely like rather than white so yeah that's mine 100 um so you mentioned it's a wonderful knife so i'm gonna circle back to an honorable mention and that's the nun too Um, oh was your was it's a wonderful knife was on your list too it was that movie okay. is rough and so one of my honorable mentions i'll replace it with yes the nun too mm. i did not like the first nun but there was <laughs> there was like a scene in the graveyard which is pretty fun and a couple that, that scene is fun yeah that are that are cute you know even though just that whole conjuring universe i'm like a i'm pretty over it a little bit but i agree over it but this movie um was just not fun and you they're just like oh yeah remember all these characters that you love and remember and i'm like no (laughs) i i i i I don't and i don't um and and then i was like oh you have to honestly you have to remember what happened at the end of the nun and i was like fuck i don't know because it's they really shouldn't bank on that they should just have a whole whole new plot that involves the guy um that is a romantic interest but not for the main girl the main nun but someone else and it just like yeah carries on with that and then there's this like really like no i I think they were it was supposed to be scary something with like a like a very like a gust of wind and a magazine rack in an alley (laughs) that like looks like it would have been out of like a like maybe like an adult contemporary music video. I feel like all the magazine pages, <laughs> I feel like I want to see like Bono's face kind of show up in there, <laughs> like singing. And it's, and I'm like, is this supposed to be scary? And then like, I don't know. It was so, it was so bad. Um, But yeah, so I, I threw that as an honorable mention because, you know, whatever, the nun, who cares? But I, well, I was pretty bored watching it. I have two questions for you. Oh. And one of them is kind of funny because I do have this on my list to watch because I haven't seen it yet. And I have watched the first one. I did not like the first one either. But why did you watch the second one if you didn't like the first one? Boredom. Definitely. I just did you see it in the do. theater? Uh, yeah. That's even one step further. Like I was waiting for it to be streaming. My wife was out of town what do you want me to do? I was, I got nothing going on. And then I had one of those, I was, you know, one of those like AMC, like premiere, whatever things. Uh, so I was okay. like, well, I need to get my money's worth. So whatever. I'll just fucking go see the nun. Who cares? You, hey, look, don't judge me for just going out and watching it. Just some dumb horror movie. You know, who, who the no, fuck no. do you think you are? No judgment. No what judgment. What podcast are you the host of, by the way? <laughs> get the fuck out. So and you know, hey, it's still doing research, even if it's like just confirming. Oh, this no, absolutely. I'm still going to watch it. I'm still going to watch it. My other question for you is, do you find the nun? I don't remember um, the name of Val- Valak. Is that right? Um, 
do you find that spirit or villain to be scary? Like from the Conjuring movies or any, like the nun, anything like that actual? Um, or is, it, or is she from Insidious? I don't remember. No, now that, well, especially now that she just looks like Art the Clown wearing a habit. <laughs> You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So it's the same kind of thing, same kind of look, same kind of makeup. So just yeah. instead of a clown suit, just like wearing wearing a habit. Um, so no, not exactly. And then especially like, yeah, you know, diminishing returns with any of those movies. So any, if I ever found the nun scary in the first one, I, I certainly found her less scary in the second one, especially with her, you know, YouTube magazine situation. So I don't know. The reason why I even watched the first one was because I find her very scary, but the more I see of that character, the less scary it becomes, but I, God, why am I forgetting what movie this was? It must be The Conjuring where um, Lorraine has a painting of the nun on the wall there's a whole scene with that. That shit scares me so much. I like literally was like having nightmares about it. Um, So that's why I watched the first nun. It probably will be a while till I watch the second one. But um, yeah, I've heard a lot of people thought it was really boring. Yeah. So yeah, eh, whatever. So what? Right. Um. So see you next, right? Yeah. Um, my next one. I think actually is the second highest grossing box office horror movie in history. If I'm, if I'm getting my stats right, you can, you can check on that. Is um, uh, it chapter one, number one, probably. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So you're talking about Friday, uh, well, fucking whatever you call it. Five nights at Freddy's. Yeah. I never played any of the games. Have you? I've never played any of the games, but um my my son recently has taken an interest in it like he's eight so they're very much like it's like a nice gateway horror type thing so it's very much based around jump scares it does there's like there's many of these games like over 10 of these games and there's different styles of of gameplay so he really wants to play it i've kind of kept him away from it because it, it kind of looks shitty, but there's a huge following for Five Nights at Freddy's and people showed up to go watch it. The reason why I was excited to watch it, two reasons. One was Matthew Lillard, of course. And of course. this is this is a huge spoiler, but why the fuck are you going to, one, put Matthew Lillard in a movie and barely have him in it? Barely even in it. But then two, he's your like big bad killer reveal and he's still barely in it. Like you get all excited because you're like, yes, finally more Matthew Lillard. And then he dies almost immediately. You are, I'm sure you and then all the people who like, like Five Nights at Freddy's, you're the only one that's just like, get these fucking things out of the way. Give me more Matthew Lillard front and center. He's scarier than any of this shit. So, and also, to be fair, it's hard with Five Nights at Freddy's. Like, we are children of, you know, late 80s, 
into the 90s like we went to plenty of chuck e cheeses like that shit is Ugh. real that's not scary to us um i thought it was scary at chuck e cheese fuck those animatronics they are terrifying what they would always have like one eye that blinked more than the other one and you were like something is fucking wrong with that duck or whatever the fuck it was like what the second thing that I actually like about Five Nights at Freddy's is the design on the animatronics. They're practical and they're made by um, the Jim Henson. What do you call it? But like they have Creature a shop. Creature shop. Thank you. And they look so good. Like, I think they're really fun. The problem is the movie one is like an hour and 45 minutes long, maybe almost two hours long. Fuck that runtime for a movie like this. And then I shouldn't even say two because I'll keep saying numbers. It goes back and forth between trying to be scary and not being scary. Like there's no real scares in it. And the plot line is extremely mature. So if you were trying to make it not scary for a young audience, then you shouldn't have a child murderer as your focus. Like, and maybe a child like, predator i'm not sure but it feels very heavily implied and so i don't know who the audience is for it like i know that you know um it's it's past our like our age group for sure or like we're past the age group for it but um yeah i watched it twice because phil wanted to watch it again and i i did not like it either time i can't believe that it had the box office that it did Shout out to Matthew Lillard and his success because they'll probably make another one. And even though he dies at the end, it's kind of like, did he? Did he? Um, oh, it's like Stu Mocker situation. <laughs> sure, sure. We'll do they, they do they drop a TV on his head? No, um, but he does get electrocuted. Actually, yeah. There you go. He See? gets electrocuted. Um. So yeah, Five Nights and Freddy's was not a win for me. I would not recommend it. But you can watch it on Peacock for free if you have there Peacock. You All right, what's your next one? Yeah, my last one, um, I'll keep it. You know, I think we've had a pretty good um, through line of things with that have a lot of people we like in them. Just watching it, you're like, what the fuck's going on? Um, Renfield. The one with oh, uh that's one of my my backups, my honorable mention. You saw it too? I did. Yeah, I um uh, like it could have been I don't even know if funny or die is still even a thing, but I feel like it was probably just born out of this like funny or die scene of like the support group. And then yeah. like that was like the one idea, and they're like, Oh, okay, how do we turn this into an hour and 45 minute movie and it's like and you know nicholas cage of course is is fun and what he's doing but gosh everything else i think nicholas cage is fucking amazing in this movie he was my favorite part oh he's definitely the best part it's just like and i like that uh sorry did i say brandon holt sorry nicholas holt nicholas holt Um, yeah i like him in a lot of stuff i mean fuck you know um mad max being being a good one and yeah jesus it just it just like was pretty boring it was not very funny um i yeah <laughs> the so comedy something. the comedy does not work well 
this is this is really something about me but um hey cool it on the ska jokes hey sometimes ska's pretty <laughs> cool so you know what get fucked oh, God. <laughs> making fun of ska <laughs> making fun of ska in 2023 is almost uncooler than ska itself that's so fair like, that's actually a fair out. argument yeah get out with your lazy jokes it nobody <laughs> even remembers if you ask kids nowadays what ska is i don't think they would even be able to immediately tell you so those jokes just fall yeah. flat on people so get the fuck out of here and then also um you know i i just this whole thing oh because all these movies were like oh you know yeah oh the police is corrupt but you know but i'm an honorable cop and yeah. my dad is an honorable cop and i honor him and but don't worry still trust the police don't worry the good ones will show up to arrest them in the end don't worry and you're just like get the fuck out of here you know come on aquafina and maybe the only other person that kind of has fun with it is uh um fuck uh ben schwartz who is always great in everything oh he's yeah he's he's always he's always great i do enjoy him he did his best to 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 hand that yeah. up is so he is he is a he is you know point b beneath nicholas cage yeah you know? i so i mean i think i think nicholas holt did a good job for what he was given but what I will say, I have a love-hate relationship with Aquafina. Sometimes I love her. Other times she doesn't work for me. And this movie, their forced like romance that they were trying to do with the two of them, they had no chemistry whatsoever. Like none. It didn't even, it didn't need to be that. There didn't need to be any romantic connection there. It felt so forced. And yeah, I just conceptually again i thought that this was going to be a really fun movie and there are pieces like you said i think it could have been a fun like short skit or even like a short film like an episode of something but like it is as a feature film it's too much um so yeah the silver lining is definitely nicholas cage definitely and yeah i'm sure eventually on youtube it'll have just say nick just some cut of just nicholas cage scenes from that movie so yeah 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 i didn't yeah. i didn't i just i just something about like i don't know does he what's not just like the fucking maybe i just also don't like parkour and i feel like it's always... oh yeah there's a lot of parkour going on in that movie yeah yeah i'm like get out of here Absolutely. what is this i did not like it so i don't yeah. know okay, luckily well, another... only and... Another thing that I did like, though, is that when he gets his own place, it's like super colorful and he starts wearing like bright pastel like sweaters and things like that, just because he's been like in a dark, like vampiric, like aesthetic for so long. I did think that that was cute, um, even though it was like very on the nose of like what might happen. But I I loved his I loved his little apartment like I would have I would I would live in that apartment. All right. What's your last not not uh, positive take on a movie? Um, my last one is a knock at the cabin. Didn't see it. This is, this is one of those things where like, maybe I'm going against my own rules a little bit. I didn't dislike the movie. I actually thought it was a fine movie, but it keeps falling into a horror category and it is not, I, I would not call it that at all. I would call it a thriller, even maybe a little suspense. 
Um, for people who don't watch scary movies, yes, there are scary things going on. It's very, at first it feels like home invasion and then it feels like an apocalypse type of movie. And there's something about the big threat of the end of the world that makes things less scary, almost like a smaller threat, like to one person or a group of people feels more intense and like magnified to me than that like zoomed out the world's gonna end type of situation like that feels more action movie or like marvel movie to me and um that being said though the performances in it are great i think all the actors are great it does have some interesting kills in it but I know I'm doing a really bad job of bringing up actors. Y'all are going to have to just deal with that. You, you know how to use the internet. Um, I'm trying to think of the, the name of, um, the, one of the main characters. I really love him. Um, but I would recommend it if you want to watch something that's a thriller, there is, there is some like disturbing violence in it. So Maybe that's what's putting it into the horror category. But because it feels so mislabeled, I went into it with a completely different mindset. And so watching it wasn't as enjoyable as I thought it would be. So I don't remember bringing this up during um, the Better Watch Out episode, but do you know the Better Watch Out M. Night Shyamalan connection? Mm-mm. Did you ever watch the movie The Visit? I forgot to bring this up during the Better Watch Out episode. No, actually, I haven't seen that one. Mm-mm. It's um, it's it's supposed to be kind of like return to form a little bit, and it's uh, it's, it's mixed results because it, it's also like a comedy, but like in the sense of like, I thought Old was a fun one from him. Yeah, that was okay. Even yeah, yeah it's fine. It's fine. But yeah, um, the it's about two kids that you know go off to you know visit their grandparents and mm-hmm. grandparents are a little weird something's going on a little bit but um the two kids are played by um the actors who play ashley and garrett in better watch out oh interesting so they play they play siblings in that movie so i forgot to make that connection but there you go no i but didn't because even... any because any time to shoehorn that in <laughs> i love that what's oh jonathan groff that's the name of the the actor that I was uh, thinking of. He's him and his partner and his, and their daughter are at the cabin and his um yeah, his his acting is really good. I really enjoyed his performance. Um what were okay. your other honorable mentions? Hmm, I didn't have any. It was a well, so well, as far as like for bad movies, mm-hmm. well, oh gosh, I don't know. I'd have to look through um i made a list of all the movies i watched and honestly i mean if you weren't if you weren't prepared then you know maybe you shouldn't have the opportunity to share i mean you know (laughs) i watched like vhs 85 which they all get pretty good reviews and i didn't realize how many of those movies there were i thought there was only like three but there's like six or seven yeah i've only seen two I watched that and you know like it's always, they're always just fine you know those anthology horror movies it's it's always because some are good and then others are shit like yeah so it's hard yeah and yeah I don't know I just uh and, and then Megan kind of take what you will you know I thought it mm-hmm. you know had its moments where I was like okay this is kind of fun a little bit I mean you know she does push a push a child in front of a truck and 
after like ripping his ear off and so that's pretty fun but but that's like the only fun i remember from that movie that's also on my on my list of like backups is is megan because i love a killer doll movie and i had really high hopes and um i like how like how techy she is like it was like a nice spin on that but like it should have been rated r like i would have liked to see more violence like that kid in the forest ripping off the ear and throwing him in front of the truck is the most brutal i think that it gets if i remember correctly i think she also kills a dog um never like dog killings as much as we keep nominating movies with them and then the other thing too is that like the the character that adopts the little girl after her parents die like I get that she's a single woman and like doesn't want children and doesn't understand children but no one would leave a grieving child to be raised by a fucking doll like I don't care what the situation is like she'd be required to like take her to therapy or go to family therapy with her or something and like that just wouldn't be it like she was taking the therapist was literally like that's a fucking horrible idea like it's so rare that a therapist in a horror movie like gives good advice and that therapist was like oh no (laughs) (laughs) so I think if it would have been rated r and we got more more gore and more roughness from Megan I think it would have been fun but like or, or more fun but I I do think it was fine it just didn't go hard enough for me yeah I hear you And then my only other one that I had, and this might be kind of a controversial one, but it's only because, again, misgenring of things is The Blackening. I watched that hoping that it was actually going to be a horror movie, and it is a full-on comedy. Definitely straight comedy. Like, there's no body count. Yeah, there's no body count whatsoever. That being said, I think it's a great movie, but it is not scary, and there are very few deaths. I think maybe only two deaths outside of the killers um but it is a very fun movie and i think it's really funny and the cast is really good like everyone is so funny um i want to make sure that i give my favorite character a shout out because i i really um i watched it on the airplane i think i was i was flying and i was really hoping that it would have been a little bit more scary um Dwayne Perkins his and his character in the movie is Dwayne he's fucking hilarious and I love him and like he care he carries that movie for me but yeah I I was disappointed that it wasn't actually scary and it has a game in it so it had and it was like you know Mm -hmm. it had high hopes and there's such a large cast and like no one dies and I think that's part of the joke is that they made smart decisions and they all survived I get it um but I went went into it thinking it was going to be like a straight up horror movie and it wasn't but or just like a horror comedy of sorts but it is 100% comedy in my mind yeah um okay what movies did you not watch this year that you would like to you can just rapid fire them yeah, I'm going to rapid fire um, Malum, which is a remake of the movie Last Shift that came out, gosh, I want to say like nine years ago, something like that. It was one of the mm-hmm. it was one of the first movies, if not the first that we watched 
doing our kind of online movie night kind of three two one ghost let's go kind of situation um the original is really fun unexpected surprise that movie yeah i thought it was good and then this one my understanding is that it's you know it's definitely more of the same you're not reinventing anything or adding new is it not a shot for shot like type of remake yeah i don't think so but i mean but it's close it's just a a glossier kind of remake so with Mm. little extra effects with the blood so i want to see that that's Um, on my list too and the other one is perpetrator um which Mm. among other people i mean like one has um one of the stars of alan wake too which i brought up who's in this and so i don't know what capacity she's in it but that name meant popped up um also alicia silverstone um but it's a it's it's a vampire movie from what i at least from judging from the uh judging from the poster Mm. but that woman looks really fun and then the reviews have been really good and you know you know how i kind of you know i did say how much i like what we do in the shadows but you know often vampires i'm a little mm-hmm. you know but you mentioned odd. two vampire things that you love in this episode alone what was the other one the other one was um midnight mass oh you're right yeah okay there you go so i thought you were talking about renfield i was like that was in my bad movie section no no so, but yeah um honestly it's just those two and then um i do i do want to watch suitable flesh yeah, I I I'm so curious to hear what you think about it. So I definitely think you should give that a watch. Um, my list is really long. I did not watch enough like movies that are new this year. I went back and watched a lot of things that I've already seen, which is and is something that we tend to do. So on my list, I'm gonna rapid fire them. I have Cobweb, Skinamarink, Infinity Pool, Insidious: The Red Door. The Nun 2-ish. Hell House, uh, LLC Carmichael Manor, has a long-ass title. VHS 1985, but maybe now that's kind of moving off the list since you said it wasn't that great. And I added in during this episode, there's something wrong with the children. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell them. Okay. Now we're going to talk a little bit about ourselves. <laughs> oh geez okay we're talking a little bit about ourselves and our podcast um so i would like to know what your favorite episode that we've done so far is we've been doing this now for what five five and five and a half months maybe yeah this is like our 20th something 20 something episode mm-hmm. um you know i didn't really think too much about it i just went with my initial instinct and it's our hereditary episode um okay. and that is my favorite just because and you know what i apologize but just flag for a better term you get a little unhinged and you really <laughs> <laughs> you really go after that poor fucking woman and i <laughs> listening to it back again and like during the editing and then when i was listening to the finished episode just in awe of just you just fucking really on this poor fucking woman and it is so entertaining to me and (laughs) i loved just yeah i loved everything that we said about it and i thought it was fun and i'd gotten some good feedback about that one but i i I have two actually like very unique takes um that i haven't heard before (laughs) But I like, I just really love Hereditary because I I just really love you in that episode. You are, <laughs> that is, 
it is very Aww, entertaining. Thanks. Yeah. I, um, I think the funny thing about that is that my favorite episode is Midsummer because I think that's the first time that I really show my lack of empathy and go on the in- unhinged route too. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. I meant Midsummer. <laughs> don't, sorry, my you gut. Fool. I don't know why I wrote hereditary. Oh, whatever. Ari Aster <laughs> movies. I'm sorry. The gut one that came to me is Midsummer. You are unhinged. <laughs> just you, just this poor woman her whole is just <laughs> fucking dead from the beginning and she is just so alone and is just so much pain and you just will not stop during it it's so good i love it so that's okay my... i'm so glad that that's that was uh what you were thinking because i i think that's my favorite i think i just really show my true self in that but the reason the funny thing is the reason why i like that episode is your reaction to me talking about Danny because I think like three or four times you're like her parents are dead her whole family is dead Natalie and I'm just like I do not give one fuck I know it's so so good it's fun I I enjoy that episode if you if you all haven't listened to that episode definitely watch Midsummer first but um, you should listen to it. I, I agree. I think that was my, my favorite. Love it. Um, and probably the movie that I changed my mind about the most in the past year, which I think is fun. Um, out of your, your films that you've watched, who is your favorite final girl of 2023? I am going to throw out some honorable mentions um one is going to be and i don't have her name in front of me but from evil dead rise um Mm -hmm. i liked her and then also she's a guitar tech i liked that it's a (laughs) you don't find that that um that job you know that vocation uh very often they really make it a point to like make sure you know that's her job too it's interesting so it's yeah but and then also you know, yeah, just got to throw some love to Melissa Barrera. Definitely. So uh, definitely uh, if it were not for um, the girl from Totally Killer. Hmm. I figured that would be your top. Yeah, she was super fun. I, um, again, I just, I don't know. I love the humor. I love the attitude. Mm-hmm. I love, you know, I just... Yeah, I don't think I need to say anything. And then of course I don't want it's because I don't want to spoil anything. So yeah, I just yeah. think she's a lot of fun. And I think she carries that movie. I tried watching that Sabrina show and just really wasn't feeling it, you know. And was, I didn't was, even try. Yeah. And but watching this, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm I'm glad that like I don't know. She's in she, she's stuff, really good she's in cool. It. Yeah. Yeah. So she's mine. How about you? My favorite actually is Melissa Barrera and Sam Carpenter, especially in Scream 6. I think what I like about Sam, because now we've seen it, you know, in in two movies, and I'll try not to spoil. I think that I like that she's a little bit, like, she's got, like, a little bit of evilness in her, you know? Like, most final girls kill out of self-defense and out of need to have to, I think she enjoys it. Like you can see it in her face. She goes for it. Like you don't need to know who she's killing, but like 
it is very different than any other final girl. And I think Melissa Barrera does such a good job on her physical acting, like in that role. And it pays off so well. Like, so I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick Sam Carpenter. Yeah. She's a fun final girl. And honestly, the way Scream 6 ends, it does bookend it a little bit. So I, I don't know if I'm necessarily like, it would have been nice to see that kind of wrap up in a trilogy or, you know, but also at the same time, you know, I, it could have could have been worse. Could have been like Shining Veil, right? Where you're just like, wait, what the fuck? You know, so. Yes, but if that is going to be the last movie that we get with those characters, I needed more bodies, like for sure. Too, too many people making it out okay um yeah okay and then one last thing that we talked about before but i don't think i prefaced or like prepared you with but i feel like we're very much aligned on this um in our last 20 some episodes we've talked a lot about industry legends we've uh we've named quite a few and I think today we need to pick our top industry legend of 2023. Now, this is a short year for us. We're going to keep doing this. Spoiler alert, everyone. <laughs> so next year we'll have a full year of industry legends. And I think we shouldn't ever be able to award it to the same person twice if they do pop up again. So, okay, Kyle, who would you choose as your top industry legend? Platinum mm-hmm. industry legend. I think we're going to, I think we're going to have the same one. And honestly, the award was decided episode one. Who are we (laughs) kidding? Um, It was the immaculate, the, the, the artisan, the champion, really. Um, Fucking Tony fucking Todd, right? Yes. Yes. Let's be real. So it's the, 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 the 2023 uh, awardee of our, just fucking just legendary boo award mm-hmm. so we just want to shout out tony todd we have covered um two movies uh that he's been mm-hmm. in uh one being our so far only platinum boo winner with candy yes right yes so and just being able just to show up in everything fuck he just when he whenever he just pops up it is such a delight it there are a few people where it just yes. doesn't matter man if he just pops up i'm like he showed Even up in a, a fucking random ass. Oh, oh yeah, you showed it, up in a random ass episode of Riverdale, and I was like, "See, I was going to stop watching this show, but fuck this dude." Pops <laughs> you're up. like, "What if he shows up again?" <laughs> yeah, what if he just randomly shows up again? And that's why I have to watch everything now because you never know when Tony you never Todd know when Tony up. Todd might grace the screen. I absolutely like agree. Himself. He. <laughs> he's he's the type of actor or presence in a movie that like I said, like one minute on screen, and that movie just improved like it doesn't matter what movie like the the excitement that i have now for that film or piece of media has gone up so much and um also just seeing him you know on social media or with fans or whatever it may be like he's so he seems like just such a kind person and like he really appreciates his fans because i mean it's got to be hard like having you know, one role that you're like super duper known for, but he's been in so many things. Um, he, yeah, he's great. He's so great. So haunting. 
so wonderful. And yeah, just always puts a smile on my face. But pretty sexy too, right? Very so sexy. It's yes, Tony Todd. This makes it hard. So yeah. Um yeah, I didn't think that there's yeah, there was gonna be no no argument from either side there. We knew we knew immediately. Yeah, <laughs> no, that I I just, you know, we had to make sure everyone else knew. Um anything else that you want to share to wrap up 2023 before I share a little bit about next year? Well. No, not really. Gosh, I think we've, we've, we've talked quite a bit, so I'm going <laughs> it's been to a while. Let's, yeah. let's press forward. I say you go, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I shared earlier, we're, you know, about five months into this, we're going to continue into 2024. Been super duper fun. Everyone who's been listening, whether you've listened to one episode, multiple episodes, half an episode, I appreciate you even considering listening to us um and would encourage you to share with friends and if you really you know if you're really enjoying it keep listening give us a five-star review if you're in the mood for that you know wouldn't say no uh follow subscribe all those things um because yeah we want to keep keep going and keep growing did you like that i did a rhyme I like it. Yeah. I, um, you know, especially on social media, if there is any opportunity to hit like a little heart, do it, just do it, do it. go yes. for it. We every need single it. thing. I love it. Every, and, everything counts. And yeah, you know, just definitely, uh, you know, we really, um, made something out of nothing. You know, I think mm-hmm. we are, you know, making our way from, from the bottom to the top, you know, from the, from the, (laughs) from the foot to the cliff, from, from fucking banquet to beachers. We're doing it. I from banquet to beachers. (laughs) We, yeah, you know, I, I, I just really forward to looking ahead to the next year. I, uh, I'm very thankful to have such a, such a wonderful host and partner in this. So I want to thank you as well. Aw, thanks, Kyle. Yeah, it's great. We've we've been watching movies together for a really long time. I hope that that shows um, in how we talk about them because before we used to watch the movies together and talk through them while watching them. So now we can actually listen to the movies in silence and and then you know talk about them after. Um, so yeah, for. January, we're going to start digging into the Scream franchise, which is very exciting. Haven't really talked a lot about it yet and haven't really like posted much about it yet, but I assure you we will now. And we're going to start, of course, with Scream and we're going to do one. I'm sorry, I should say Scream 1996 because I know Scream 5 technically is also called Scream 2022, which is um, actually kind of annoying, but it's so okay. Um, we should never do that. So yeah, we're going to start with Scream 1996. So if you've never seen the Scream movies, watch them with us. We're going to space them out month to month so that you don't have to watch them day after day, week after week. And we're going to go through the whole franchise, which is something new for us. 
So, and I think the beginning, hopefully the beginning of like more franchises that we want to dig into. And we have a really fun schedule for January. I think the beginning of the year can be stressful and heavy and everybody puts expectations on themselves. Don't do that. Just watch more scary movies. Um, A lot of horror comedy in January, maybe exclusively. You know us. I <laughs> I think we've got a very eclectic group in January. And so really looking forward to just, yeah, just going forward. Really excited about it. Yeah, definitely doing, yeah. Um, you know, a consistent kind of through line between now and let me do my math, at least through June with the six screen movies. Yeah. Um, and then gosh, you know, really hoping maybe to hear some feedback and I don't know, maybe, maybe you all tell us fucking which one we do next. I yeah. don't know. We've been saving some of the heavy hitters, you know, granted mm-hmm. we took some detours. I don't know why we did H2O so early. I don't know. It just felt right. That was so, my and choice. No and you know what? you know what the people love Halloween movies and that one just it it felt right and 1998 yeah. was such a good year yeah. for movies it was, it was it was pretty good one yeah it really was so yeah that's that's a little bit of what we have coming up Kyle anything else that you want to say or share with the group um gosh yeah looking forward to 2024 did you know that you know for all you know, that are going to be missing your melissa barrera fix she is in two different horror movies in yeah. next year yeah so one with radio silence which is a more of like a universal monsters situation mm-hmm. and then one that looks more like a beauty and the beast kind of situation but mm-hmm. well i'll watch it we'll see what what goes on i um no that's all i got i just really yeah thank everybody that's joined us on this odd strange journey and uh i'm just really forward looking forward to i don't know just keeping it going yeah you know what we didn't talk about you know what we didn't talk about was movies that we're looking forward to in 2024 yeah we'll get there we'll get there i think we can talk about that at the beginning of the year but um we'll see if scream seven is one of them (laughs) that'll be we'll see yeah well only time only time will tell yeah so yeah then we'll we'll wrap it up we did great what a what a great wrap up of the year thanks kyle thanks everyone who's listening thanks natalie happy new year everybody yeah happy new year three two one ghost thanks for listening to our end of year review Speaking of reviews, we would greatly appreciate if you could leave us a killer review on whichever platform you choose to listen on. You can find us on Instagram at 321GhostPod and give us a follow to keep tabs on what we're up to. If you'd like to reach out and recommend a movie to hear us chat about, or anything else really, shoot us an email at 321GhostPod at gmail.com. Next week, we're ringing in the new year with Scream. Get it? Ringing? because cellular telephones anyway thank you again for listening we're so grateful for anyone who takes the time to listen to our podcast and interact with us see you next year three two one ghost